turn to Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1, we will be considering verse 13 this afternoon. Colossians chapter 1. Verse 13, but I will uh, read verse 12 to put verse 13 a little bit in context. This is the word of the Lord. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. For he rescued us from the dominion of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word and now to the preaching of his word. You may be seated. Paul has now ended his introductory uh, remarks to these Christians in Colossae. And now he's going to open up, as he does many times, uh, a treasure of theology for us to consider. And not that his opening remarks to these Colossae Christians were not highly theological. They, they truly were. They truly are. But we see, though, they're really practical, what Paul is praying with regard to these Christians. And now what we're going to see from verses 13 um, into chapter 2 is Paul essentially uh, is teaching us the things that he knows, the things that he has seen. As he has climbed up Mount Sinai, he, he looks down and now he's He's teaching us the very things that he has saw concerning his Christ. And saying it's the things, the rather the first thing that he sees is verse 13. For he rescued us from the dominion of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. Last time we were together, we considered how we live as Christians. How do we walk in a manner worthy of the Lord? And we considered four ways in which Paul teaches us how to do such. And now we're going to consider sort of the same thing. And that is how we walk as children of light in darkness. How do we walk as children of light in a dark world? Let's first consider the darkness that Paul speaks of. Again, he says, for he rescued us from the dominion of darkness. This word darkness stands in place to mean three things. Three things. The power of the devil, sin, and of hell. Saints of God, it's very hard for us, is it not, to think of, wait a minute, he rescued us from hell? Satan was actually, had a stronghold upon our lives? Yes, I sinned, but... Do we know the actual depth of how how much in love we were with our sin? And Paul tells us that Satan himself, that sin itself, and that hell had a stronghold upon us. Let's consider these three individually, briefly. When Paul says that God has rescued us from darkness, he first has in mind that we've been delivered from the power of the devil. That we've been delivered from the power of the devil. Born, 
we saints are born in darkness. And being born in darkness means that we are under Satan's kingdom and power. Being born in darkness means that we are born under Satan's kingdom and power. Ephesians 2. And you were dead in your offenses and sins, in which you previously walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. In the darkness, saints, simply put, we love to do the will of Satan. In the darkness, when we were in the darkness, we were doing the will of Satan. What is the will of Satan for us? For us to continue in our sin. Ultimately, so that sin can have its final verdict upon you. What's its final verdict upon you? Death. Because there's only coming back from that. Death, rather, sin has its victory when we die. Because we cannot come back from such death, or rather any death. So, Paul has in mind then, we were under the power of Satan. Secondly, God has rescued us from the power of sin. The power of sin. What has sin done to us? What has sin done to us? Well, essentially, sin has blinded our understanding, meaning that we don't understand the things of God. This is why when the gospel was preached to you, it was nonsense to you when you were, of course, stuck in the darkness. But also, too, sin has corrupted your wills, meaning that you could not even ascend to the truth of the gospel and believe because it wasn't good news to you. In the darkness... That which we should perceive as light is actually darkness. Again, in, from our vantage point, not that the gospel is not, is not light. It is light. But while we're in the darkness, we do not want to perceive the light. We cannot will ourselves to even approach the light. John 3.19 speaks of how sin has corrupted our whole being. That men loved darkness rather than the light. And their works were evil. Again, reiterating what I've been saying. We, in the darkness, because of our sin, love darkness. Love darkness. This is why, saints, I don't know if this is why, but I've noticed that we are, people are so intrigued by serial killers. They're so intrigued by those who have done the most evilest things. And I wonder why we are so intrigued by horror flicks and things of murder and, and all of these gross crimes that men throughout history has committed. Because of sin, that which is evil we call good. That which is evil we take delight in. In the darkness we love sin. Simply put. And lastly, God has rescued us from the power of hell. You've been rescued from Satan. You've been rescued from sin. And you've been rescued from hell. Amen. Amen. Matthew twenty-five thirty. speaking of hell. And throw the worthless slave into the outer darkness. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. We were born in darkness. We lived in darkness. And if God didn't rescue us, then our final destination would be hell. The land of darkness. 
Saints of God, this is the grim reality for all those who are not saved, is that they begin their life in darkness and they end their life and spend the rest of their life in darkness. And as Pastor Antonio said beautifully this morning, they will never have a chance to approach the light. I mean, this, this, is, the, this is the great misery of hell. That God will be present in hell, but not as their ultimate good and end. And it will eat them alive because there is nothing that they can do about it. There is nothing that they can do to approach the light. This is the grim reality of our unsafe family members and friends. But saints, this is the dark history of our past. I read, I listen to these, I watch these rather, these uh, shows that talk about America's dark history. But saints of God, no one has a darker history than humanity itself. Because our history goes back into the Garden of Eden. And what is our history comprised of? Darkness. The majority of our history, saints, unless the moment you were saved or the moment you were born, you were immediately saved. But for the majority of us who have been living on this earth, the majority of the time here on this earth has been darkness and us living in such darkness. And saints of God, we must remember such darkness. Do you remember, saints, such darkness? Do you remember, saints, when Satan was not your enemy, but Satan was your friend? When Satan was not your enemy, but Satan was your friend. Do you remember, saints, when sin was your closest companion? That sin followed you, riding shotgun, wherever you went. And do you remember, saints, do you remember smelling like hell everywhere you went? This, saints, is what makes God's rescuing power so remarkable, that in light of such of an enemy... An enemy saints that has that has had its 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 hands on our throat since we've been born. An enemy that has never been defeated. In light of that enemy, Satan, sin, and hell, darkness, in light of that enemy, God overwhelms the darkness. God overwhelms an enemy that has never been overwhelmed. Verse 13 then. How does he do such? He rescued us from the dominion of darkness. Now who is this he? Who is this he that Paul is referring to? Well, this he that Paul is referring to is God the Father. And we see this uh, extending from verse 12 when Paul says, giving thanks to the Father. Now saints, even though Paul has in mind the Father, we must not think that The Father works in isolation. And stay with me here. We'll be brief with this. That the Father works in isolation. That we have one God who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And when Paul says, thanks be to the Father, it is only the Father that saved us. But what happened to the Son and the Spirit? Saints of God, we must understand that when the Father acts, the Son acts. And when the Son acts, the Spirit acts. 
the works of the Trinity are undivided. In other words, our salvation is rooted in our God who is three persons. Yes, it is the incarnate Son that saved you, but don't get it twisted. It was the Father and the Spirit who saved you as well. All three persons had their, quote, hands in our salvation. And they continue to have their hands in our salvation. So we are to think that Paul has in mind the Father to exclude the Son of the Spirit. You are saved by the Father, you are saved by the Son, and you are saved by the Holy Spirit. But what Paul is making is a larger point, and that is this. Here's Paul's larger point, and it's this. That God and God alone rescued us. That's the point Paul is making. That God and God alone rescued us. And this word rescued carries a, a meaning of, of one being in dire help. But help in such a way, saints, that we could literally do nothing to save ourselves. I remember, and this is not a funny story, but many of you might laugh, but it wasn't funny when I, when I was experiencing it. That uh, when I was at vacation, I was in the water and my brother and I have this tendency to push the limits when we go to the beach. You know, we, we want to we want to go and swim with Aquaman and, you know, catch a dolphin and things like that. So we go out to the borders, right, and push the limits. And I remember I'm swimming. I started off at the left side where all the, the rocks are at. And I can remember the further I got, the more the, the water was also turning me and taking me to the right side. To a point where I can remember not being able to see my wife any longer. I remember the rocks being so far away, and I can literally remember feeling that I was the only one in the water. When, of course, I wasn't. There was people around me having fun, but I was panicking. Because there was nothing I could do, it seemed like. I was running out of breath. My shoulders and my arms were getting tired from trying to swim back to the shore. And say, so God, have you ever felt yourself in a place where there is nothing that you can give for you to save yourself. There's literally nothing. I can remember saying to myself, I'm going to die on my vacation. I'm going to die at this very moment because I am losing energy and strength. Well, saints of God, you were born with no energy. You were born with no ability to save yourself. You were born with no strength. There was nothing that you could do to save yourself. Just as the waves had had a stronghold on me for a moment, darkness had a stronghold on you since birth. That it could take you and move you wherever it wanted it. I had no power to overcome the strength of the waves. And likewise, saints, we have no power, we had no strength to overcome the strength of darkness, the strength of sin, the strength of Satan. We had no light in ourselves to overcome darkness. And here Paul is saying that only God, that only God could have rescued us from darkness. Only God. Who else, saints? Who else could have done this impossible task? Who else? Who else could have overwhelmed the darkness and overcome the darkness 
in order for the devil to be defeated, in order for evil to be conquered, in order for sin to be destroyed, only our God was able to do such an impossible task. The Lord says in Jeremiah 32, 27, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Is there anything too hard for our Lord? But saints of God, why though? Why is God the only one that could do such? Is it because He has unlimited power? Is that the reason? That He and only He can overwhelm the darkness? What makes God and only God the one that we need? How can God and God alone be the one that could overcome and overwhelm the darkness? Do you remember, saints, what St. John tells us in 1 John 1.5? God is light. And in Him, there is no darkness at all. God is light. And in this light, it has no potency to dim. It has no ability to lessen. It's a light that shines and remains shining. God doesn't use, saints, any artificial light. God isn't a man-made light. God is light. And because God is light, the light that overcomes the darkness is God himself. It is God who steps on the scene. And it is God who overcomes and overwhelms the darkness. It is only in God's pure light where no darkness is found that could penetrate, rather that could end darkness, but also, but also penetrate into our very darkness. God penetrates into the very darkness of our mind, saints. And He shines light. He shines light. The darkness of our wills. The darkness of our passions and emotions. God has shined such a great light upon us and in us that He has overwhelmed the darkness that we were born in. We were sick, saints. And now we are healed. We, saints, were dead, and now we are alive because of God. We were deaf, now we can hear. We were crippled, now we can walk. And we were blind, and now we can see. Now we can see. We can truly say, as our brother Paul says here, that God rescued us. That God rescued us. This is great motivation for us to love our God with all our heart, heart, mind, soul, and strength. Saints of God, let someone rescue you. Let you be caught in a situation where there is nothing that you can do. And let someone rescue you. How indebted to that person would you feel? Every single birthday, you would send them a card. Every single Christmas, you would send them a present. Every chance you get, you would try to do something for them to show and return the love that they gave to you. Well, saints of God, how are we to view our God? We are to view our God as a rescuer. God rescued you. I know it's hard for us to think that, well, it wasn't that bad, but spiritually you were those saints. Spiritually you were. And He rescued you. 
He rescued you. But saints of God, we also must view ourselves as people who don't deserve such rescuing. Yes, God rescued us. But saints of God, we aren't to view ourselves as people who deserved such rescuing. We need to view ourselves as those who were at the bottom of the pit and those who did not deserve the saving rope of God. We did not deserve God to throw the rope down and to empower us, empower our hands to grasp the rope. Saints of God, but in His love, in His rich mercy and His grace, He rescued us. How does our Father in heaven rescue us? Paul says in verse 13, And He transferred us to the kingdom of His beloved Son, in whom we have redemption and the forgiveness of sins. Here Paul says that God has rescued us. And how has He done so? He's rescued us by becoming one of us. God has rescued us by becoming one of us. God chose the most difficult path the most, the path that would seem utterly weird if we were writing it on a script. He rescued us by becoming one of us. He becomes one of us and he makes a way through his son, Jesus Christ. Now, saints, there are three blessings that we receive in Christ. There's three blessings that Paul lays out for us. And I hope that this is of some encouragement to you. Number one, we are citizens of a new kingdom. We are citizens of a new kingdom. Again, St. Paul says, He rescued us from the dominion of darkness or domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of His beloved Son. Jesus says, My kingdom is not of this world. And there's much that we can say about the kingdom of Christ, saints, but and this is really just the point of the sermon that I want you to understand But today, there's one thing that I want to consider and highlight about Christ's kingdom. It is light. It is the light of Christ's kingdom. If there's anything that characterizes the kingdom of Christ, it is light. In fact, we can call the kingdom of Christ the kingdom of light. This kingdom, saints, is what was prophesied by our Lord. This kingdom that we were born into, the darkness that we were born into. It was once prophesied that one day we will be removed from the darkness and placed in the light. One of my favorite verses in all of Scripture, Isaiah 9. Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who are in distress. In the past, He humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, but in the future, we will, He will honor the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee to the nations. And here, the great news. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. Oh, saints of God, is this not our testimony here? That those living in Bakersfield, Los Angeles, wherever we were born, is considered the land of darkness. But in the land of darkness... Whether it was your mama, your daddy, your grandma, the preacher, someone shined a light upon you. 
You have seen a great light. This light that Isaiah speaks of is our Lord Jesus Christ. Light has come down from heaven. And as our Lord steps on the scene, what does he say of himself? John 8, 12, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but I, but will, will have the light of life. Here we see of Christ speaking of this, this transferring power that whoever follows me, the true light, who is Jesus Christ, will not walk in darkness. And saints of God, aren't you glad? Aren't you glad that ever since you started following Jesus Christ, you no longer walk in the darkness? As it was said this morning, as saints of God, following our our, our choice, and it really was your choice to follow Christ, has that not been the greatest decision you've ever made in your life? For this point here is I am no longer walking as a blind man, but now I see... And it's only because of Jesus Christ. Darkness has a power. And its power is that it has the ability to cover light. Just given enough covering, darkness can cover light. But Jesus Christ is the one light that darkness could not contain. Jesus Christ is the one light that darkness could not contain. It contained Adam in the Garden of Eden. Adam had the light. But the darkness overwhelmed Adam. The darkness overwhelmed Israel. They were supposed to be children of light. But the darkness overwhelmed the people of Israel. But there was one true son. There was one son that did what Adam, a son, and what Israel, a corporate son, could not do. And that is, walk in darkness and still be light. That he could walk in darkness and the darkness would not overwhelm him. It could not penetrate him. And oh, how the darkness tried to penetrate our Christ. What happens after his baptism? In the wilderness, the Spirit leads him. He has his battle with Satan. But darkness could not win that time. The mob... Many times tries to kill him, but darkness could not have its way that time. Oh, saints of God, Christ and only Jesus Christ had the power to overwhelm a power that has been so strong and dominant in the history of man. And even when the darkness and even when sin and Satan thought that they defeated Jesus, Even when darkness thought that, I finally got him. The one that we've been trying to get for so long, he is now in the darkness. But saints of God, the good news of the angel still stands true. The good news of that angel still stands true when Mary and Martha came to see Christ. That he is not here. He has risen. When the darkness thought that they have overcome and defeated Satan or Christ the light. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ and Him alone. He overwhelms the darkness. He contains the darkness. The darkness for so long that has dominated us saints. 
But when our God came in the flesh to rescue us, what is the testimony that John gives? The light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not grasp it. Again, saints, it is Jesus Christ and only Him alone. And this is why we place our faith and have so much trust in Him that He did something, saints, that we could never do. And that is to walk in the land of darkness and remain light. And here's the beauty of Christ's light, saints. Here's where it applies to us how we live today. That our Lord extends His light unto us, not only to believe, but for us to live as He did. First Thessalonians 5.5 5, For you are all children of light, children of the day. You are not of the night or of the darkness. Saints of God, let me tell you this. You are not of the darkness. You are of the light. And when you sin, you are not of the darkness. Repent and believe upon the Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians 5, 8, For at one time you were darkness, but now you are the light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Matthew 5.16 In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Here's the interesting thing about God transferring us from darkness to light. Here's the interesting thing. That when we are transformed, are transferred to the kingdom of light, we don't then live in light. But we remain in the darkness. That when God transferred us from darkness to light, we go from darkness to light spiritually. But we remain in darkness locally. We are still here living in darkness, around darkness, interact with people of darkness. He doesn't remove the saints from the darkness of this world. Why? Because we are to model our life after Christ. Because Christ walked in the midst of darkness. And here is the great news. If Christ can do it, you can do it. You can do it, saints. Just as it was said this morning from Pastor Antonio, we can say to Satan what Christ said to Satan. And we can live in darkness and not let the darkness overwhelm us. Saints of God, hear me now. Do not let the darkness of this world overwhelm you. Do not let their dark ideology and philosophy, do not let their dark politics and all the things that they try to shove in our mouths and for us to swallow and be okay with it. We can say no to those things. And saints of God, I pray that you will say no. That you remain as light. This is why the Bible is constantly reminding us that our calling here on this earth, what is your calling here on this earth, saints? It is to be light. That is your calling here on this earth. That is your ministry here on this earth is for you to be light. For you to be light. We who live in darkness is to be light. And here's the great motivation, saints. Here's the great comfort. Is that light lives in you. You say, I can't do it. You're right, you can't. That is why the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit chose to dwell within you. 
No, no, I'm not making that up. Literally right now, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, indwell you. Literally right now, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, live in you. They live in you. Light. The light that cannot be diminished. Pure light. That has overcome the darkness. Lives in you, saints of God. So what is our, what are we supposed to do on this earth then? Shine. Congregation, shine now. Shine. Shine on earth like your Christ shined on earth. Shine. Do not let the darkness overwhelm you. Shine as lights. But not to condemn people of their sin. But shine as lights to show people a way out of their sin. Shine, saints. Shine as light. Where we don't just preach all about hell if you don't repent. But shine, saints. Where we preach the true light of Christ has come. And He has defeated the darkness. And if we believe upon Christ, or rather if they believe upon Christ, then they will not have to walk in darkness any longer. Saints of God, we are to preach and to teach and to show the light of Christ here on this earth. Because that's what Christ did. And the last two blessings that Paul gives to us, saints, the last two blessings that we receive in Christ is redemption and forgiveness of sins. Redemption and forgiveness of sins. The one thing, saints, that has dominated us. Yes, we were headed to hell. Whenever that was, we were, get, <laughs> we were going to get there. But praise God, we are not going there. Yes, Satan had a struck, strong hold on us, but we can never really... We, we don't know how, but saints, we know sin. And we know the power of sin. And we know the types of sins that has so often gained victory over us. And here, St. Paul tells us that the one thing that was our closest companion has now been defeated. The one thing, saints, that we need forgiveness of the most are sins. And St. Paul tells us Christ has dealt with that. That every single area that where darkness shine or, or, or is, is living, every single corner where darkness resides, Christ destroyed. Christ destroyed. And saints of God, although it's darkness here on this earth now, there will be one day, there will be one day when the face of our God will shine the entire world and there will be no darkness any longer. Saints of God, if you are currently, even though you may not spiritually be walking in darkness, you feel like you're in darkness. Saints of God, remember that when you sit in silence, the only light that you can turn to is Jesus Christ. That's what Malachi or Micah tells us. That we do not rejoice over me, O my enemy. That when I fall, I shall rise. And when I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light to me. And saints of God, now that you believe upon Christ, the great application and contemplation of the sermon is simply this. 
Now go and be a light to the nations. Go and be a light to wherever God has called you to be a light at. Let's pray.